People of God, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. I will not die, but live. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and exalt him with music and song. The Lord's right hand is majestic in power. The Lord's right hand has shattered the enemy. In the greatness of his majesty, he threw down those who opposed him. Death has been swallowed up in victory. The Lord will not abandon me to the grave. He has made known to me the path of life. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? Thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand on the earth. The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and grace. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, you overcame death and opened to us the gate of everlasting life. We humbly pray that we may live before you in righteousness and purity forever. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. First lesson this morning is from Exodus chapter 15. It serves as a basis for the sermon. Ties in with Easter. This is only a mighty miracle God could accomplish. We read, Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. Both horse and driver he has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise him. My Father's God and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has hurled into the sea. The best of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters have covered them. They sank to the depths like a stone. Your right hand, Lord, was majestic in power. Your right hand, Lord, shattered the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you threw down those who opposed you. You unleashed your burning anger. It consumed them like stubble. By the blast of your nostrils, the waters piled up. The surging waters stood up like a wall. The deep waters congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy boasted, I will pursue, I will overtake them, I will divide the spoils, I will gorge myself on them, I will draw my sword and my hand will destroy them. But you blew with your breath, and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who among the gods is like you, Lord? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
second lesson is from Colossians 3. This is only something God could do for us. And he does. Look how everything Christ has done is now applied to the individual. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. Where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. The word of the Lord. Please stand. The Easter Gospel is from John chapter 20. This is only something God can do. This is only something God does for us. This is only something God does for us in Jesus Christ. We read, Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They've taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They've taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means my teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that, she had said these, that he had said these things to her. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated for the hymn.
mercy and peace to you from God our Heavenly Father and Christ Jesus our risen Savior. Amen. Sermon text for today, the first lesson from Exodus 15. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The horse's hoofs rumbled like thunder. The chariot wheels whirred like a swarm of bees. Clouds of dust flinging up in their wake. The soldiers of the Egyptians advanced like an avalanche armed with swords. And terror gripped the hearts of the Israelites. Pinned down between the deep waters and the deadly warriors. They felt like they were doomed. Yet you don't have to be in the middle of a war zone to be afraid of death. Parents fear for death as they lay their infants in the crib at night, and as their teenagers are out driving on the road. We hear about accidents every year, hunting accidents, people slipping through the ice and falling through the ice in the winter, and our hearts sink. People who step onto a subway this week, since what happened out in New York City, the shooting, are a little bit leery. You've got to get called back to run more tests, and you just want to run away. Death can be terrifying. And that's why we need Easter. We need Easter not just once in the spring, but every week, every Sunday, is a little Easter. Easter calls out and rings out that there's no need to be afraid. You are safe. You are saved. Easter is a song that cradles our hearts with joy and peace. Easter means my salvation and yours too. Worked by the Lord's power and marked by the highest praise. Militaries all around the world are quite a force to be reckoned with. I don't know if you've read anything lately about the kinds of weapons that are being sent over to the Ukraine right now, but apparently the United States is sending over these switch drones. They launch out of a tube and their wings flip out like a switchblade and they can fly for about 40 miles before detonating on their target, maybe a tank or an armored vehicle. Countries and militaries utilize chemical warfare, biological warfare, spies and cyber attacks, all kinds of explosives and firearms, even a nuclear bomb like what hit Japan last century. The might of a military is mighty indeed and has shaken and caused countries and economies and families and people to crumble. But the Lord's power is so much greater. And he proved that when his people were faced with a military superpower of their day, the Egyptians. The Egyptians were coming toward the Israelites and the angel of God moved from in front of the Israelites to behind them and the cloud moved along there too, separating God's people from that mighty army, the Egyptians, it brought darkness to the Egyptians throughout the night and was a night light on the side of the Israelites. That night, the Lord blew with his nostrils a strong wind. Now, the past couple weeks, we've definitely experienced some strong winds around here, enough almost to blow a person over. But this wind sent by the Lord blowing over the Red Sea was enough to cause the waters to stand up straight. The Lord's power caused the deep to congeal, uh, to solidify, so to speak, so that it could be stacked up like bricks to make those walls. You and I, if we took a tub of water, tried to shape it, mold it like clay, we couldn't. The water would flow past our fingers and slide around our hands, but the Lord sculpted the waters of the Red Sea, a pathway of salvation for his people to walk through on dry ground. 
The Lord is the ruler of wind and wave, his mighty power to save. Yet not just power over nature, over his creation, power over the enemy army. Pharaoh's 600 best chariots and the other chariots as well. All the horses, the chariot drivers, the soldiers, they pursued the Israelites into the Red Sea. Yet the Lord threw them into confusion. The Egyptians' chariot wheels were getting jammed. They cried out, The Lord is fighting for the Israelites. Retreat! Retreat! At daybreak, the Lord released the waters of the Red Sea to wash over and drown the Egyptians and their army and the horses and chariots. The Lord saved his people from death, from fear, from slavery. The Lord became their salvation. That's what you and I need too. We need the Lord's salvation because just like the Egyptian armies pursued God's people, the Israelites, sin pursues us and has made us its slave. It has overtaken us more times than we can even count. Neglecting responsibility, ignoring the Lord, rudeness toward our parents, failures with our children, hateful and hurtful words without concern for anyone else spewing out of our mouth, wasting possessions, on and on. Sin had made us slaves and had dug our graves. But Easter means my salvation and yours too. That's what Mary noticed as she went to the tomb and saw the stone rolled away. So Peter and John saw as they raced to the empty tomb. So Mary Magdalene heard as Jesus said her name, Mary. Salvation. Saved from death. Death is such a powerful force that even in the worst wars, there are always some survivors, someone wins. Death has overtaken everyone since Adam and Eve. Even those who were raised from the dead, like the widow's son back at the time of Elijah, or Lazarus, brother of Mary and Martha, they died again. But not Jesus. He has conquered. He has overcome death. Death cannot hold us anymore. Jesus is more powerful. Death has lost. As the Egyptians were approaching the Israelites, Moses told the Israelites, Don't be afraid. The Lord will fight for you. You can just be still. And the Lord kept his promise. The Lord followed through. The Lord fought for his people. Really, that's what happened on Easter too. Jesus promised what would happen. He told his disciples that he would suffer and be rejected and be killed and then rise again. He was faithful to his promise. His people only needed to be still. He fought for them and overcame death. Our sin sunk to the depths like lead, sunk down into the deep waters like a rock, never to resurface again. We are set free from sin's slavery. It has no control over us anymore. What victory by the Lord's great power in Jesus Christ. Easter means my salvation Saved by the Lord's great power, but also marked by the highest praise. Just what does the highest praise sound like? Is it an organ pulling out all the stops to a powerful four-part Easter hymn? Is it a vocal duet with guitar accompaniment, heartfelt sung? Is it a full choir with an orchestra, Is the highest praise lightning and hail, storms and clouds, stars and the sun that do the Lord's bidding? Or is it angels, 10,000 times 10,000, encircling the throne, calling out, worthy is the lamb who was slain? Just what does the highest praise sound like? Listen again to verse 2. The Lord is my strength and my defense. 
He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. As Moses and the Israelites sang this song, there were hundreds of thousands of Israelites raising their voices in praise, but it was made up of individuals. They said, the Lord is my salvation, my God, my strength, and my defense. This is spirit-filled praise as individuals, by the power of the Lord, call him their God. It's his salvation. It's her defense. Faith, worked by the Spirit, is the highest praise, taking the Lord at his word. So praise him. Praise him with the highest praise today. As each of us says, the Lord is my strength when I am weak. The Lord is my defense in every evil and in death itself. The Lord is my salvation. I don't fear death or hell or condemnation. What can anyone do to me? The Lord is my salvation. The highest praise, praise of faith. The highest praise also declares who God is and what he has done. His description and his deeds, his attributes and his actions. The Lord is awesome, causing the waters to stand up. The Lord is a warrior, defeating his enemy. The Lord is faithful and powerful and mighty to rescue his people. The Lord is holy. The Lord will not let the wicked go unpunished. His burning anger consumed them like stubble. The Lord is faithful, delivering his people. The highest praise declares who the Lord is and what he has done. Who else is like the Lord among the gods? No one else. The Lord proved that with the Egyptians, didn't he? Causing the Nile to turn to blood and the sun to turn to blackest darkness. Pharaoh himself thought he was a god. But the exalted Lord brought him low. There is no one like the Lord. No other God like him. All the American gods are proved worthless next to him. Fortunes are made and lost. Fame vanishes when a scandal is uncovered. What one generation, the intelligent, think is fact, the next generation views as foolishness. All the other gods, they're nothing. Who is like the Lord? No one. The highest praise is declaring who the Lord is and what he has done. Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. The Lord, Jesus is Lord. The highest praise is also passed from one generation to the next. When Moses was sent to the Israelites, the Lord said, Tell them, I am has sent you. The God of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And that meant something to the Israelites. Because the faith was passed down to them from generation to generation. Listen again to verse 2. He is my God, and I will praise him. My father's God, and I will exalt him. So many make the mistake of saying, I'll let my kid figure out the faith on their own. I'll just leave it to them. The highest praise shares the faith with the next generation so that your children and my children, all of our children can say, the Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation He is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. Words from this song of praise from Exodus 15 ripple and echo throughout the rest of the Bible in the Psalms, in Isaiah. Why? Because they were passed down from one generation to the next. How did we get everything that we have here today? It's because of the Lord. And how he used the generation before us to pass the faith on down to us. 
how he'll use us to pass the faith down to the next generation as well. The Lord is my salvation. That's what Easter means. That's marking the highest praise. With the Red Sea behind the Israelites, they actually had a long journey ahead. They had testing and many days of long travel, more battles to face, and temptations that would come their way, problems and plagues. There would be dissent and disappointments. But 40 years later, quite some time later, it was the same Lord who saved them at the Red Sea, delivered them into the Promised Land. You and I have a journey ahead of us too. We don't know exactly how long that will be. But the Lord is with us every step of the way. And this victory song from Exodus 15, it's our song. Our song to sing even as we cross over into the promised land. Revelation 15, John records and refers to this song of Moses and the Israelites. It's the song of the saints in victory. It's our song too. The Lord is my salvation. Christ is risen. Death is sunk. Easter means my salvation and yours too. Worked by the Lord's power and marked by the highest praise. Amen. May the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We continue with the sermon response hymn.
into new and living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. For as in Adam all died, so in Christ all will be made alive. He is risen indeed. He was delivered over to death for our sins and raised to life for our justification. We marvel at the love you showed by your willingness to sacrifice your son to pay for our sins. We bow down in adoration at your mighty power which raised him from the dead. We praise you for sending his true life and life into the world. Lord Jesus, God of grace, you have filled our hearts with resurrection joy by your victory over sin, death, and the grave. You have conquered the darkness and given us comfort and hope. With the church of every age, we offer you unending praise, for you have crushed Satan's head and have removed our guilt. You are risen. Your Savior, we who are weary and burdened, come to you for rest, knowing that because of your perfect redemption, there is now no condemnation for us. You are risen indeed. Take away our doubts and fears and daily renew in us the joy of our salvation. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, God of grace, you have called us by the gospel and brought us to saving faith in our risen Lord. We glorify you for opening our eyes to see the light of life. Keep us with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. He is risen. As we journey through life, make us yearn for the day when you will give eternal life to us and all believers in Christ. He is risen indeed. Hear us, Lord, as we now bring you our private petitions. Work through us as we proclaim the saving message of the crucified and risen Jesus near and far so that many others may hear your call, obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus, and join us before the throne of our God and of the Lamb. Hallelujah. For our Lord God Almighty reigns. Hallelujah. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace.
Good morning, everyone. Happy Easter to all of you. Welcome to Guests and Visitors. Love having you come. Please come worship the Lord with us again. Just a few announcements for you this morning. We put the announcements typically in the bulletin. We put those online. There was a, a mistake with the LWMS uh, rally that's coming up. That's not on the 20th. That is coming up at the end of the month on April 30th. So please note that change. We'll, we'll make sure to update that in future announcements. Uh, then Carlton Haling and Rose Lindemann are getting married this Saturday, and they would like to invite all of you. Uh, they're not getting married here, though. They're getting married a half hour north at St. John's in Newtonburg. The service is at 2 p.m. this coming Saturday, so if you are so inclined to come or if you'd like more information, feel free to talk to me. I'll be presiding over that wedding. Then there are a couple goodies in the commons, uh, coffee and some other things. You're, you're more than welcome to come and enjoy a little fellowship and, and some uh, wonderful snacks. Any other announcements for Easter Day from you? I want to thank choirs, instrumentalists, uh, organists, pianists. Uh, incredible, everybody. Thank you for all of your labor in the Lord. May God bless all of you with a wonderful Easter Day and a blessed Easter week. Take care. Please greet one another.